We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Prize Picks coming at Tuesday morning. It's January 9th. The Wolves play in Orlando this evening. We'll do another pod uh, off of that game after the game. That'll be the Wednesday morning show. That'll be Britt and I, but this episode is me and Jason. We're going to start by talking about where we think the Wolves rank in the Western Conference. As of today, 35 games into the season for the Wolves. First, Jace, how are you? Hey, man. Good about you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here in Orlando. We're just talking about, like, there's always, like, the little fear that, like, something's going to go wrong. Or, like, for me, I don't travel as much as, like, Chris. <laughs> so, I'm like, you know, you start thinking, like, did I book the right, like, are there multiple airports in the yeah, city? Yeah, or, yep, or, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've had uh, I've until had... I am at the destination and my stuff's at the destination and whatever. Like yeah. I am, I am have a little bit of anxiety. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just like refreshing, refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um, like, are you scared of flying? No, I'm scared of the, all the process around flying. I'm scared of messing. I'm scared of messing that up. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. But uh, it's cool. I, I'm. I'm glad to. I'm glad to be on this trip. I think we we talked about this before. Like, this is just like a an interesting time in the season. For the Wolves because um, it's hard. It's the end of this 16-game run um, against really good teams, finishing with four on the road here, and a time where it would be understandable to you know go one and three, two and two, or whatever of these this four-game road trip. But also a time where you could be like, okay, they really showed me something here, and they beat uh, a Houston, or if they beat Orlando, or if they beat Boston. Um, it is just also like it's very different how we're feeling and thinking about the wolves right now than we were a month ago, you mm-hmm. know, um, as kind of the class or the up there, up there uh, in the Western Conference. And what we wanted to talk about today, you you just texted me this after the Dallas game was like just the text of the wolves are the blank best team in the West. And after the Dallas game, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Let me let me think about it. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it was a few uh, hours. I was just like laying in bed thinking about it because, like, <laughs> and and frankly, like, it just comes down to like in the standings, still number one. But like, I just think that the West, yeah, where my whole idea is like the top seven teams are all within four games of each other. 
And like, I don't know if, and this probably we'll get to, I don't know if like Dallas and Sacramento are in that same tier, but like, I just get to like the Wolves, the Thunder, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Pelicans. And I'm like, you can see all of those teams being the best team in the West at yeah. the end of the year. You know, like I, I legitimately think all of them have a path to like winning it. Um, and there's five teams that I feel that way about, which is kind of wild. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of have that too, uh, as in terms of it being a, a handful of different teams that I think are close. And, and for to that end, it's like, we need to define what the, what it means to rank these teams or what makes you the best, what makes you the fourth best. And, and as I sent you, I, I think there's, we should talk about ranking the Western conference or, assigning the Wolves rank in the Western Conference in, in two ways. By listing the number of teams, one, uh, that we think the Wolves would lose to in a playoff series. Um, and then I think the other way to think about it is just who's going to have a better record the, the the rest of the season or ranking what the Wolves' record will be for, for the rest of the year. First, I guess you're, you're giving me a look. Do you, do you agree with that? Or yeah, not the, with the, that? just the record the rest of the way. I probably should have looked more of a like, strength of schedule because that really does I, I didn't really do lot, that. It, it's more like the, the just where the, it's, it's kind of a where they're at right now thing, right? Like, yeah, but but like record is a little fickle in my mind for sure uh, in terms of that. Well, well, so I mean, I would what do you think the best way to do it is? I mean, it's a that's a the Wolves are the blank best team in the West, like. We could just throw it out like, oh, they're what you know. Like, I know, I know, there has I know. To be some sort I, of. I don't mind splitting it up. I really don't mind splitting it up where I think they finish. Like, I don't mind predicting like seeding or whatever or best record the rest of the way. I don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I, I do always think like the best answer in your head is like, who beats who in a playoff series? And I understand, and I do think those are all different depending on matchups. Mm-hmm. Like those five teams I mentioned, I might think Team A beats Team B and Team B beats. Mm-hmm team c but team c beats team a you know yeah. so like that's not even necessarily like a ranking either uh but it, it feels like that in in the west right yes like, yes uh, in, in particular so I, i'll just let, let's start with the the playoff series element of it because i think and I'll, I'll start with i think if the wolves and again we're doing this january 9 35 games into the season i think the wolves have recently been hurt by smaller small ball teams teams that can switch five at this moment in time, I'm viewing that as broadly the Wolves' worst matchup sort of thing. So I have Phoenix down as a team that I think the Wolves, I don't, I'm not saying it'd be a blowout or anything, but I think I would pick Phoenix to win that series. I definitely wouldn't pick Phoenix to win more games for, for the rest of the year. So that, that's what I'm saying is two different things. And you're, you're just thinking that means Phoenix is just better. No, <laughs> no, that's no, it, no, I don't think that means Phoenix is better. Like, I think in, in a vacuum, the Wolves are better, but I don't disagree mm-hmm. with you that that would be a series that if Phoenix won, I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't mm-hmm. think that means Phoenix is better. It's yeah, like it's hard to define. It is. It is very hard to define. That's where, like, when I'm thinking about these things, I'm like, well, who's the best one? It totally is like, well, who do I think would win the Western Conference? And I'm like, well, show me the bracket. Like, I have to see yeah. the bracket I, mm-hmm. like to to actually answer that question. Uh, that's kind of cool, though. It didn't. Yeah. I don't, no, I, don't I think love it. Used it. To be like that. I I love it. Um, mm-hmm. and that's where like I I honestly think like that's the playoffs are so crazy and like they'll be so interesting and they've been kind of interesting these last couple of years, but they will be super interesting. And for like the Wolves, I think it's good that they can kind of morph into different shapes. You know, if like okay, we're gonna be really big because we have to play Denver, we're gonna go small. Yeah. Maybe 
maybe Towns doesn't play as much, you know, or whatever. Like, and I'm, or, or he's playing in different bursts and different lineups, but he's, we're not playing these two guys together. Like those types of things. Like, I think it's going to come down to like adjustments throughout a series for a lot of these teams. Like, I just think there's going to be a lot of great, as long as enough teams don't get hurt um, to the point yeah. where like they don't resemble themselves right now, it would be a phenomenal playoffs right. top to bottom. I don't know. I think there's that it, depending on your matchups. I don't know if there's any round where teams would just coast through. Right. Um, but Phoenix is a really interesting one. I, I kind of give, agree. Give me, list. give me your list of the, the playoff teams. And, and I, and I think this is a, one other important qualification. I'm not saying if the playoffs started today, I'm thinking about it when the playoffs come in 45 games, that's when those teams come. So I think to the Phoenix point, what I'm probably doing there is baking in some progression, some time of Beal, Booker and Durant together, whatever. And that, that, sure. that one in particular, I think if the Wolves played the Suns today, maybe I would pick the Wolves. And maybe that's just mostly an indication of how close I think this this choice is overall. But that's the way I looked at playoff series. Which teams did you pick? Okay, I picked the Thunder, uh, the Clippers, and I picked the Pelicans. Wow, you you think the Wolves would be Denver? I just do. Wow. I just do. I just I think they match up in a way that I I think that they would. I mean, every time. Like at full strength, I do think Minnesota might would beat Denver. Wow, that, that's I, I mean, I understand that. That's yeah, I, I understand that. Make the um, case just quickly um, for you know the. They match. just don't have anybody to guard Anthony Edwards. They really don't. <laughs> if you want to put Peyton Watson in that thing, that's fine. But I just don't think he's there as a player. Um, and I think if you if you can make them rely a lot on Peyton Watson playing and in the game, then great for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think um, I think that they like Aaron Gordon is not comfortable doing the things in the positions that he puts them in. Aaron Gordon would much prefer to be in a matchup where he gets to take on somebody who's smaller than him. Um, and like, he'll be aggressive in those situations. He's not super aggressive, just like standing in the corner as a spacer, which Minnesota kind of makes him be like, I think he looks uncomfortable in these games. Uh, Murray, they just have enough guys that like can make that make Murray and those little runs harder to come by. And like, he was exhausted just trying to score on Nikhil Alexander Walker uh, in that first round series. And now you have more bodies that you can throw on him. And like I said, I just don't think they have the personnel to match up with Ant. Uh, Even Aaron Gordon is like the best matchup for Ant, but I don't know if they would do that with Towns. I don't. Um, So I I thought about that. I, I think they might go Michael Porter Jr. on Cat this time. Sure, that makes or, sense. Or or Michael Porter Jr. on Gobert, and then you put Jokic on Cat, and you put Gordon on Ant. I, I they chose in the series last year, and you know, in the majority of these matchups that they've played Denver since in the Gobert iteration, to put Gordon on on Cat, and then you have KCP guarding Ant. I I wonder if for them in that series they do because Gordon Gordon's the best matchup for Ant. And um, I don't know if that would be a, a determining factor or not. The, but the greatest case, I think, that the Wolves, uh, agreeing with you, would be Denver in a playoff series is that they don't have anybody to guard Ant, which leads me to be like, all right, if I'm Michael Malone's staff, we got to – it can't be the, the best offensive player on the Wolves that were conceding something there. So I, w- I would wonder how they matched up in that. I, I did – have Denver um again picking today I, I would I would take Denver over the wolves there and 
I don't know. Maybe people think that's controversial, but I, I don't I think mine. I, don't, I, don't I think, I think mine would be more controversial. I mean, like the defending champs, like you know, they did just. Mm-hmm. I know Minnesota wasn't healthy, but they did just bounce them in five last year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just every time like full strength on full strength, I walk into those games usually being like, I think Minnesota will probably win this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's again like I don't think Minnesota is better than Denver in a vacuum. I don't. I think yeah. Denver's a better team than Minnesota mm-hmm. in a vacuum. But um, that's. I think in that matchup, I just like Minnesota there. Like, like I don't disagree with you on Phoenix. I think Minnesota's way better in a vacuum than Phoenix. And, like, I don't think Phoenix would beat Minnesota in a series, but I think it'd be a super interesting series mm-hmm. where there'd be a couple games where Minnesota looked really bad. Right. Okay, so your three are Oklahoma City, the the Clippers, and the Pelicans that, that yeah. you think would, would beat them. The two I have on my list that you don't are Denver. Mm-hmm. And I have Phoenix. Yep. And and I think, again, like I said, Phoenix is maybe a little in the moment. Maybe if I feel better, you know, 25 games from now about the Wolves' uh, ability to to play a team like that, or most importantly, kind of to be guarded uh, by a team like that, maybe I, maybe I could change that one. Was close. Um, we we both agree on Oklahoma City and the Clippers. The Clippers are kind of that on on steroids. I'm excited to actually start watching them a little bit more. I watch was watching their game against the Clippers against the Suns last night um, and the Wolves play the Clippers on Sunday. Sunday. I, yeah. I think that that's um, my, my opinion. I'm not sure if this is right or wrong, but has been kind of swayed by how the Wolves have matched up with some of these teams in, you know, in recent matchups like the Pelicans. I actually chose not to put the Pelicans okay. uh, as, as a, I, I said, the Wolves would beat the Pelicans but that's a lot closer in my mind. And I went back and forth on that because of the last two times that the Wolves played the Pelicans when they had Zion. Um, but yeah, so we agree on Oklahoma City and the Los Angeles Clippers as beating them. I have Denver on my list. I have Phoenix on my list and I don't have the the Pelicans. So the Pelicans is our is our disagreement there. Um, this is why I like make the case. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not making any case right now. I will. Uh, but this is where, like, regular season record, like, it is important for Minnesota to be, you know, like, we talked about that, the seeding thing. Like, depending on how you think it shakes out, like, yeah. it's important for Minnesota to be have a good record to give themselves the best opportunity to not play one sure. of these types of teams that we think are so close with them in the first round. If you fall to, like, four, it's more like more likely than not one of these teams is waiting for you, I think at five. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why like regular season matters in that you would prefer to play like a Houston or somebody like that, who I sure. think we're very confident that they would beat in the first mm-hmm. round um, or even like the Lakers or whatever the case may be. Um, that's why regular season record really does matter. Like I know Tim Connolly's always been like a top four, top four, top four home court guy, mm-hmm. but like, you know, you, you just listed off, what was it? Five teams or four. Teams? I listed off, I listed off four. So I have four teams that says. you don't think they would beat. Yeah. And so like, and mm-hmm. so that, that makes it very realistic that they don't get out of the first round. If they fall in like the four seed and face one of those teams. Right. Um, that's why, I mean, just like right now, like, and it's turned in, it has really like shriveled up the standings. Like I said, like one through sevens within four games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think tonight's game against Orlando is pretty important. Like if you lose this game, you're probably going to lose tomorrow in Boston. Like, yeah, even the most optimistic person be like back to back in Boston. Boston's mm-hmm. the best team in the league. Not likely. Like now you're, now you're like really in the thick of it. Um, I think it's important for them to be like one or two um, if yeah. they want to 
give themselves the best chance to get out of the first round, which I think we both agree. If they didn't get out of the first round, this would not be considered a good season by any sure. stretch. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, the one team neither of us have on there that I think I would have had on here a month ago to beat the Wolves would be Sacramento. Um, yeah. And that might be some recency bias of seeing them have played better uh, against the Kings in Sacramento. I think that was December 23rd. And that one was without cat. Yeah, no, that that's, but, but that is part of my equation of believing the wolves would beat the Kings is understanding in that matchup. And you have some proof of concept, at least from one regular season game that this, that is a matchup that you might not be able to stick to your identity. Of yep. playing big and staying big and that and that has to be okay some too i think oklahoma city stresses that a little bit too they yep. ironically played the thunder a couple days after that king's game and cat was back and i think oklahoma city given their smaller size and given that the wolves had had some success against that i i, I think there was an understandable confidence from finch and the coaching staff to be like all right like stick with our guns and play big but both of those matchups now i feel like require a little bit of an identity or you know style size adjustment uh from the wolves i was actually close on the thunder one though too i was too yeah i mean yeah. i think there i think there are a couple games where oklahoma city would have a hard time scoring uh mm -hmm. yeah i i think a lot ever all of those that i mentioned i don't think any of those would be like the wolves lose 4-1 i mm -hmm. i don't i think those yeah. would be like all six or seven like really competitive lots of competitive great series right Today's show is brought to you by Doer, D-U-E-R, and my Doer jeans are the most comfortable piece of clothing I own. I've really been wearing them everywhere recently. I wore them to Christmas Eve dinner, and then I wore them to the Wolves-Lakers game a few days later because they're formal enough to pull off for a dinner and comfortable enough to be more casual. What I love most about these pants is that they actually make me like jeans again. Uh, before Doer sent me some of these jeans, honestly, I just wasn't a jeans guy. I didn't like the feeling of super stiff denim. But Doer jeans are my go-to because they're not stiff like that. Doer stretch performance denim and lifestyle apparel is designed for all-day comfort and durability. They have styles for men and women that can be worn all year round. Doer's denim is antibacterial, which means less washing, made of temperature-regulating fabrics for moisture management. The performance denim fabric has cool max technology, keeping me cool and dry in any weather. And the fireside and all-weather denim styles are perfect for staying warm. Doer clothes are sustainably crafted, so they'll last in my closet for years. I absolutely love my Doer jeans, and I know you will too. Check out Doer's flagship stores in LA or Denver or shop online at shopdoer.com slash Dane Moore. Right now, my listeners can get 15% off site-wide when you use the special URL, shopduer.com slash Dane Moore. You'll want to take advantage of this because Doer never goes on sale. Don't wait. Get 15% off now by going to shopdoer.com slash Dane Moore. Today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app, and Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I went to a concert last week, and the whole process of knowing where to go to get the tickets, it was stressful because the last time I went to a concert, it was a mess trying to get the tickets from the third-party website onto my phone. But with the Game Time app, I felt confident even last minute that I purchased my tickets at a fair rate, and that's because of their best price guarantee. And then with the app, it was easy to just use my phone and get into the concert I paid for, no confusion. So if you're looking for tickets to a Lynx game, a Twins game, or a concert this summer, 
Check out the game time app. You'll get images of your seats when you buy, so you know what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone, so no need to dig through your emails and click on a link here or there. You can just snag tickets without stress with the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Dane Moore for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again. Create an account and use the code Dane Moore, all one word, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let me let me just repeat them here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jason's three that he says as of January 9th would beat the Wolves in a playoff series are the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the New Orleans Pelicans. I say Denver, Oklahoma City, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Phoenix Suns. I, 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 is, the, is it fair to say that the, the Clippers is the one, the matchup we, as of today, would be most concerned about? Yeah, just because I don't think the Wolves match up great in that, like, the Clippers can kind of do the five-out thing to you. Um, they can take Zubak out whenever they want to. Uh, they can guard Minnesota. Like, yeah. it's they they have the wing defenders to do that. And the Clippers just, like, I think it's a really good team for James Harden. Like, seeing it now, like, I was just like, wow, you got another isolation player really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but like, it, it literally has just added to, like, their trade-off abilities. And, yeah. like, James Harden is also a creator as well. Um, so like, there's just a lot off his shoulders, but like he goes on these spurts where he's making things a little easier for others. And then like, it's, he's very much like, okay, we need you to pick it up right now. And he does. 
the Clippers look really good. Um, yeah. That's worked out a lot better than I thought it was going to when that trade was made. And I know like for them, it always comes down to like health and everything. Can you even get that far uh, with all of your bodies? But I, I think Harden like helps alleviate the stress of the regular season as well. Um, I think they're tough for anybody yeah. right now. Yeah, let, let's revisit it on Tuesday. Let's remember to do that when when we record after the the game on on Sunday, um, because yeah, again, I I am willing to be influenced by C. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. that matters, given that it's we're not just talking about in a Wolves matchup the matchup of talents, their talent versus another team's talent. We're talking right. about matchups of styles, and um, that one. For me, I need to see. I need to see more of. It's why I've been willing to move again. The Sacramento one, kind of, at least be confused by the New Orleans Pelicans one right now. I'm not yeah. like I'm. I'm on the fence on that. Um, but, but yeah, that's. What do you be, like about Minnesota and the New Orleans series? What do you like about them there? I because I'm just going off of like we had the game that New Orleans didn't have like a lot of guys, um, and mm-hmm. the Wolves blew that one out. The game in New Orleans where Zion didn't play was like a. They the Wolves had to escape that game. They yep. won by one. Uh, and then no ant in that one. No ant. No, 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 no ant in the. Oh yeah, yeah. In yeah. the other New Orleans game, Sorry, that New Orleans ant. dominated, mm-hmm. and then obviously New Orleans dominated the one at Target Center as well. I it, part of it is um, I don't know if Zion's going to be playing in the playoffs. Right, like, right, right. Well, we'll, and, and we're, I'll believe we're, that when I see it. I mm-hmm. mean, because he has not ever played like has he played yeah. any postseason basketball? I don't think he's been in either playing. Um, so we'll see on that. Like they might not be an issue at that point because if he's not out there, I don't think that mm-hmm. at all. Um, even though game 82 was very competitive without him last year, but still like, I don't know. Uh, right. I, I was think, also without Rudy for the most part at like I, 20% out. Right, right, right. I, I think um, part of it is I think the Wolves in that matchup might force New Orleans to play smaller. Yeah, um, like Valanciunas is not. He gets in foul trouble so early in those matchups, and, and and he can't he can't play against the cat and Nas lineups. That really stood out to me yep. in the the last matchup, even though the the Wolves lost. Agreed. And and I'm saying like, oh, I actually think a smaller team might be like might provide problems for the Wolves, but at the same time, that's not New Orleans's identity throughout the season. It's not what they're practicing. They're they're like the Wolves trying to be a big team that stays big. And again, I, I think it would be close. I think a lot of it for me comes down to, you know, Ant and, and kind of believing in part of the just the best player theory or the player I trust most to elevate in those moments. And I don't know, like Zion's a question mark there, too. Do I trust Brandon Ingram to do that? You know, not really. You know, CJ, I think I'll be fine. Um, I, I, it, it's close for me. And I, I could. I could flip on that uh, again, but it, it's mostly a respect for the Wolves' body of work thus far this season. I will say I, I, I was looking at just the these the last month, right? The the Wolves fourteen games into the sixteen games of the the thing, and the 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 best the team with the best point differential in the league over this past month is New Orleans, as the Wolves have kind of slid to the middle of the pack. They're they're eleventh. Uh, in that time, I mean, some of these, this, this influenced me some. New Orleans has played really well recently. The Clippers have played really well recently. Denver's played really well recently. Oklahoma City has played recently. Those are the teams, Yeah, you know, I'm picking over them. And then Phoenix is more of a matchup-based pick. We've seen a man, like, this is two years in a row where, like, at full strength, New Orleans is really good. 
Yeah. And and last year, obviously, then Zion went out. They had like the second best record in the West, and then Zion mm-hmm. went out, and now we're seeing it again. Like, I don't know if they can get to the finish line. Like, right. it's it's the tantalizing thing about the Clippers and the Pelicans is we just have they've had these rosters, and we're like, it's really good. And when they're all out there, it looks really good, and then right. we just never see it in the playoffs because they just don't make it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's why this West is so hard to predict because like if those teams are at full strength, we don't know. We've not seen them in the playoffs. I mean, right. like we we haven't. I mean, when when have we seen Kawhi and PG like lineups in the playoffs? The bubble? <laughs> is that it? I mean, is that it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that th- that's why this is an interesting question. And the, to your point off the top of like why I think we should just be excited about these playoffs in general, wolves or otherwise, it is going to be a matchup, and it is these teams that all yeah, have we the wolves yeah, included. We, we haven't like, seen these wolves at full strength. In the, the, the Clippers podcast is doing the same thing, and it's yeah. like, okay, I don't cool, know like, wolves. yeah, right, yeah, like go, they have the number one defense, but you know, what about Gobert in the play? You know, it's the, it's right, the, right. it's the same thing, and a lot of those questions, like that one, are like half legitimate, you know, and and that's why it's going to be uh, a fun a fun playoffs. Um, and like so much can change between now and then. And like this time last year, maybe it was more like December. I was like very questionable of Denver because of like defensively. I was like, I just don't think they have it. But over like the next, the course of like the next two or three months up until like they clinched everything and just went off a cliff after that. But they played really good defense. Uh, they they totally locked down on that end of the court. And it was like, that's not so much of a question mark anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if they ever like figured out how to stop like elite guards, but Oh, what you, oh, well, you're going to have some crocs, you know, uh, but uh, but they they've just improved a lot on that end of the court. And then they were much more playoff ready, I think, by the end of the year than they were in December, um, even mm-hmm. when they had a really good record. So, like, there's a lot to, to be ter- determined now and then just between like improvement, like you said, with Phoenix, like as they kind of maybe actually get some games with Booker, Durant and Beal and figure out what they need around that. Maybe there's some trade deadline activity, like just sure. a lot to be determined. Um, let's, uh, let's just quickly wrap this with better record rest of season. So does that change for you? Do you think Oklahoma city, the Clippers and the Pelicans all have better records than the wolves the rest of the season? No. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I just think that the wolves, I, I, I think the wolves will be, will finish with a really good record because even if like they struggle against certain matchups, even if they struggle against like, top tier teams and whatnot. I do. I will never stop thinking it is a massive advantage that the wolves take every game seriously. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and that, that, sure. that, that absolutely means like, you know, playing hard against bad teams this year, but it just, it more so means like every place, every game, mm-hmm. uh, right. giving yourself your full complement of guys to attack every game. Like other teams are punting like a few games, you know, like, and yeah. so that's automatically like three, four or five games uh, that you're giving yourself over everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. So even on like these back to backs that come up and stuff, they're going to win a few of them because they're playing everybody still. They're not sitting anybody. Uh, So that's where I like record wise, just like circumstantial. I just think that Minnesota takes the regular season, their coaching staff, their organization takes the regular season so seriously, specifically this year. um, Obviously, and since Finch has been here that I do think that they can. I might not think they're as good as another team, but I do think they'll win more games than another team to give yeah. themselves a better positioning come playoffs, which matters as much as anything else. Exactly. That's why we need to kind of fuse these two things together. Cause I I'm on that too in like, I, I think that matters a lot. And I think it's why my list of teams that I think will have a better record than the wolves the rest of the season is shorter than that, that other list. I, I didn't have the Pelicans beating the wolves in a playoff series. I do I'm close on that. I I think the Pelicans might have a better record the the rest of of this season. I'm seeing a good amount of them recently. 
seeing them at full strength, that's that's buying into the idea that they can be full strength or or close to it. Mm-hmm. And and but that team hasn't shown that they can stay at full strength. And that's why I'm like, I I don't know. So I had a question mark next to them, kind of in both of them. It's really close for me. Wolves versus Pelicans there. Um, Denver was the one team I do kind of feel I do confident too. is going to have a better record the rest of the season. Um, which means that you probably have them as the one seed. Yeah. Yep. And that, that which that's an, an important factor in, in the kind of macro conversation of this. Um, I do, I do think the Wolves will have a better record than the Clippers and the Suns, the the rest of the regular season, which are two teams I said they'd lose to in the playoffs. And then Oklahoma City's close for me. So if I, I guess if I, if I had the picket, I would say Denver and Oklahoma City better records the rest of the season than, than the Wolves, the Wolves and Pelicans kind of right there as the three for, for the record for the rest of the year in the West. And here's where, like, like we've mentioned even teams that, you know, you think might beat the Wolves, I think might beat the Wolves. I think we both think they would be, like, six, seven-game series or whatever. Like, home court will matter. Like, if you play in the second-round yeah. series against Oklahoma City, who's the two and who's the three? Like, that will matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where, like, these, these like it's going to be, like, two games left in the regular season. They'll be like, the Wolves need to win one of these to clinch yeah. the two-seed or whatever. And, like, that's going to be a huge deal. Mm-hmm. No, and, and they are going to do – everything they can to put themselves right. in, in those positions. It's been something we've been told by Finch over and over again, by Conley, by the roster. And there has been zero signs of anything else. If the Wolves aren't like competing at a high level, it's because they're retired, you know, a, a road trip or something like that. The, this team, this team plays and that's going to help their, their regular season record. That's why Denver's the only team I would confidently bet on having somewhat confidently bet on having a better record than the Wolves uh, for the, the rest of this season. Jace, let's, uh, let's grab a break here. We're going to do our prize picks spot. Today's show is brought to you by prize picks, prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. Um, we do have a $100 sign up bonus that you can get by using the promo code Dane. Um, we got, NFL Wild Card Weekend. Is it still called Wild Card Weekend? It is, even though it's literally every division winner, two except one. But yeah, it's the <laughs> one the Wild Card teams play in. Uh, that's for sure. The NFL, the week the Wild Card teams play in is, is <laughs> happening uh, here. Um, I, I honestly was, I was like excited when I texted you. I'm like, oh, it'll be fun. We yeah, get yeah. Ice picks on the, on the They're not play. all up yet. Like, yeah. it's definitely not a full complement of them up. So, like, the passing ones are, yeah, but you see, that's only, you know, that's their fort. There are 12 quarterbacks playing this weekend, and there's eight up. Yeah, and and that's I, I again. I just haven't had a really been focusing on the NFL a lot this week. I actually probably will read and follow up on some more stuff before uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But um, I I was just looking at this spread of of quarterbacks here, and Joe Flack, out of Joe Flacco, C.J. Stroud, Tua Tagovailoa, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, and Baker Mayfield. Joe Flacco has the highest passing yard number. <laughs> he's been a gunslinger since I, he's been I, in there. I, I know. And, and it, it, it obviously certainly could happen, but like that, that stuff just goes off uh, in, in my head. And so what, what I did for my two picks uh, was Joe Flacco, less than 270 and a half yards passing and CJ Stroud, less than 250 and a half yards passing. I mean, 
they're both going to sling it. But uh, I also that Cleveland defense is, is really good. So those, those were my two NFL picks. That reads like a Browns win to me if that happens. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, I took two overs because more thans. I don't know what because that's what we do usually. I don't yeah, know that, why that's you. That's true. Oh, I'm mixing it up. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, I went Amara St. Brown and Puka Nakua both going more than their receiving totals. Amara at 85 and a half, Puka at 78 and a half. I think that game it's got the highest over under of the week. Okay, I think there'll be a lot of a lot of yards, a lot of points in that game. Like that's the one I'm most excited for. Obviously, it's the Stafford versus Goff revenge. Right. Both ways. Like, I just think, like, Detroit's defense has been a little better lately, but it's not great. Um, mm-hmm. Still, we saw, you know, Justin Jefferson go for about a million yards on Sunday. Uh, Nico has been great lately. I'm sure Stafford will be motivated. Like, that. that's something like that's the game I'm most excited to watch. Hands yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that too. That's right when the Wolves are playing the Clippers too, right? <laughs> well, at yeah, uh, the Wolves play at six, so like we could theoretically. Yeah, we'll, we'll, this is one we'll of those watch, like the fourth second half. The yeah, room. second yeah. half of the game, like when we're working and I'm just staring at the TV and not getting any transcribing done. It's like <laughs> Chase hasn't got his transcription done in 20 minutes, and I'm just like staring. <laughs> yes. Um, so if you want to go with the the four picks that Jason and I have, um, that would be if you did uh, a ten dollar um, bet on that, it would pay ten to one or pick any four of of your own that's that's kind of how the the payout structure works on that we've talked about they they'll they'll have different like boosters and stuff like that that you can look at um closer to to this weekend but that's those are our NFL picks for this weekend and then just quickly Jace uh, I was I was looking at the 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 board here for for the Wolves game uh for for tonight Ant at uh 30 points is his number Jaden McDaniels is a 11 cat is 21 and a half Mike Conley is 10 and a half. Gobert is 12 and a half points. I think this is a good game for Cat, uh, I would like to think. And so that that was the one that stood out for me there was uh was just looking for looking for a bigger game from Cat. His his point total is again 21 and a half, and his rebound total is eight. Um, I think I'd take more than having have you know more than 21 and a half and and eight tonight. Uh, makes makes sense to me. I would do uh I thought Paolo Benchero's number, and we're going to talk about this. It's probably a good segue into like the matchup, but I would go less than on his points. Okay. It's like 28, and I know he's been filling it up, uh, but I would go less than tonight. Yep, his 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 number is 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 28 there. So, anyways, uh, if, you, if you're listening to this on, on Tuesday afternoon, you can take a look at uh, the board for the, the Wolves Magic game here. Again, this is prizepicks.com uh, or on the Prize Picks app. Promo code Dane for a one hundred dollar sign up bonus. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Orlando and Boston, but but first, I just haven't like talked to you at all about the uh, the Dallas game. Chris and I talked about it some afterwards. I have a few stray thoughts or whatever, but uh, what 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 do you want to discuss about? And I guess you could talk about we could talk about Houston. Um, too, that just these these last two games and, and what you've seen from the Wolves. Yeah, I mean, Houston, I thought was a great bounce back. I think Houston's a good matchup for Minnesota, but like I just liked the way they played in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like I thought the ball movement was pretty good. Like, and then I thought defensively, like they just looked like that was that's the closest they've looked in a long time to I thought the team that they were the first month and a half of the year. Sure. Um, it's like okay, it's still in there. Uh, and not to say they've been terrible in recent weeks, it just hasn't been dominant, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Dallas game to me, I just those games are so I just don't understand how there can't be more easy buckets for Rudy Gobert out there. Like things where he's just finishing, 
like mm-hmm. like not like you're asking to do any more than like you know lobs or like just like seals um, where he's just getting the ball turning and dunking you know mm-hmm. like i just think there should be more opportunities like that out there particularly in the minutes when like dwight powell's not on the court but even still like dwight powell's not really like yeah you know this big physical defender like you know i know we always look for like cat and those types of things but cat's gonna get double teams and whatnot different defensive looks um but like i i I just think that like rudy has to you have to be able to punish Mm -hmm. teams for going really small with rudy on the offensive end and i know like people point to the turnovers and whatnot but a lot of that's like you know two of the turnovers was the lost rebound and then like yeah in a rolling situation i'm not talking about those like just like seal Mm -hmm. catch finish Right, you know, like I, I when you have like Derek Jones Jr. on you, yeah, that's like got to that. be out there. I mean, that's got to Josh have Green. To be, yeah, they have to take more advantage of those things. They have to find that within the offense because right now, when the other team goes small, the Wolves' only advantage is that Ant just feasts without a rim protector. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what they get out of it when the other right. team goes small, and that's great. Uh, but I just feel like there've got to be more free points out there where like you cannot be the same dominant defense when the other team goes small, but you should be able to like play them out of mm-hmm. it with what you get offensively. Right. I, I will say uh, he did some of that in the first half by the, on the offensive glass. Yeah, and that's the only place he's going to get it. But I don't think he took a shot in the second half. Yeah. Well, he, and he, I don't know. He didn't. I, I think he had like three boards and a few turnovers. Whereas like his entire second half stat line and. You know, Dallas, to their credit, I think they adjusted the game plan. They were like, all right, no longer single coverage on Cat uh, in the post. You know, and it wasn't Einstein-level coaching there. But uh, they, they did make that adjustment, so that was taken away. And then they put two on the ball on Ant. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. Every team just doesn't do both of those things every single game. But Dallas did in, in the second half, and that kind of made it more difficult for Ant, made it more diff- – forced Carl onto the perimeter a little bit more. Actually, really liked Carl's like aggression shooting on the perimeter, particularly in the fourth quarter. But they did need something more on the interior. And when Ant's getting blocked off from being able to drive by getting a double up top, and Carl's not in the post, there does it is the time where you need something more to like puncture the paint. And to your point, like is that has to be Gobert? I don't love those options that you're talking about, like a duck in or like a any sort of post up thing, but. It's because I just, I guess I don't believe that he's going to be able to be really effective, even if that is Josh Green or Derek Jones Jr. on him in that those situations. I'm not saying it doesn't need to be, but at a minimum, it needs to be four quarters of Rudy on the offensive glass, punishing them uh, in in that way uh, and to that playoff matchup too. Like if that doesn't happen, I mean, I we both picked the Wolves over Dallas in yeah. in that matchup, but it only works. If, um, you know, if, if Rudy can do that offensively, I just think like I tweeted after the game, like I was like, Wolves really struggle with small ball. I don't think that was controversial. And people are like, well, like Kyrie look could just play great tonight. Blah, right. blah, blah. It's like I'm not saying that. Uh, and I think the Wolves are much better than Dallas. I'm saying like when a team like Dallas, who I think personnel wise is significantly lower than Minnesota, um, when they can sure. level the playing field by going small. That's a problem because then you see like teams that have great talent, like Oklahoma City, would not really provide problems when they go small. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just think like five out defensive. Like I just don't think that it's great uh, to be like part, part of our strategy is literally just to leave people from mm-hmm. three. Because I know Derek Jones Jr. missed like his last five after making one. But like mm-hmm. if you remember like when when Utah lost to Dallas and I think Rudy's last series in Utah, um, it was like it wasn't. 
it was like Maxi Kleber was hitting like five, sure. six threes in a game. It's like, and that's somebody that the Wolves would probably also have to be like, well, we got to leave him. And mm-hmm. for me, it's just like, it's, it's hard to say like a guy where it's like, he's instructed to shoot the ball. He knows to shoot it when he's open, probably going to give him like the best chance to hit those shots um, because that's game planned in um, yeah. just like living and dying with like, well, we hope that guy misses open threes. It's just really hard to do, especially come sure. playoff time when offense is harder, where like you're just seeding open threes. Mm-hmm. To somebody who can make them, not like it's like Joshua Kogi Timberwolves era, you know, like it's right. guys who like can hit threes. Uh, I just that to me is like I, you'd like to find a better solution than that um, when the other team is going with five spots. Well, and the solution to that is to play the high wall better. I agree that that that's why those were so open. And and I will say, Luca is the best at beating the high wall in the NBA. You know, yeah. at the, least in the, the past, he had to skip pass. I mean, this was just like right, the most on. basic pass. Right. And I understand that that's because Minnesota is like, mm-hmm. you don't want to leave the guy in the corner for Derek Jones Jr. I get that. So, but it, like, it, Derek Jones Jr. figured out for himself, he's like, wait, I'm just going to eat this space and dunk it at the end of yeah. the game. It's like, yeah, that's there too if you want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting. Dwight Powell had that one, like in the fourth quarter, like rolling right. to the basket, and it was a, an easy finish. There's just like no low man resistance there for the Wolves. You remember the I was rewatching the game, uh, the the Dallas game last night, and um, the the Kyrie play where he took it from Rudy. Uh, he basically like gets up, like he steals it. Did that ball go out of bounds? Uh, it was really I, close. I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah, pick yeah, up yeah. on that. When but... I first watched it, I was like, I swear that went out of bounds, but it doesn't. Matter. Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I maybe I, I wasn't looking close enough at yeah, it. Yeah. But so, so Kyrie like gets, like you know, steals it from. Fumbles it, Rudy grabs it, steals it back from Rudy, like kicks it back out to the perimeter, goes to the right corner. Mm-hmm. And and it was right after that go like uh Powell had, had dunked rolling down the lane. Wolves come up in in the high wall, and Luca gets off it to Derek Jones Jr. right at right above the break. And Jaden comes in to to take away Dwight Powell on the roll, and Jaden's on Kyrie in the corner. And then it's just Luca to Derek Jones Jr. to Kyrie in the corner there for the three. And as I'm rewatching that, I'm like, this should be the Wolves' offense. Hmm. Whenever Ant gets doubled there, right? Rudy is better at that dive into the basket than than Dwight Powell is. Should be just as much of the threat. You have to bring the Cats man from the corner to come over to tag him there. Ant gets doubled at the top. Swing it to. Jaden above the break who swings it to Carl in the corner. Like that is how you break putting two on the ball at the at the top there is having an elite shooting guy in the corner uh like like Kyrie is. But uh that's just when I say like Carl in the corner, that's what it looks like. Uh that's what it can look like. That's what it can look like in in crunch time and and it doesn't need to be looked at as a disrespectful thing. They left Kyrie in the corner. It wasn't like right. Kyrie became a role player right. or anything like that. Um, it's but certain I, plays I, that's where you're going. Certain actions that's it, where you're going. It, it, that one, I think, in particular, like, is good point. Uh, should do that. But I, I wanted to talk about the wolves, sort of in in their high wall, and it it is different. I talked to Nas about this just like in the locker room afterwards. Some, and I was like, man, like the you guys were great at that like high wall. Um, you know, the, the year before Gobert, I was like, it just wasn't like as sharp tonight. Like, what, what was that about? He's like, 
Well, it's a, and I, I, this really, I didn't think of this. I thought it was a good point. He's like, well, it's a little bit different now when you're bringing me or Cat up into that and we're guarding a wing. Mm-hmm. Like when Derek Jones Jr. is coming up to set that screen or Josh Green is and Nas or Cat are on that. He's like, it just like takes a little, like you need to be thinking about it differently. Whereas when those guys were playing high wall back in 21, 22, you know, they're, they're guarding Dwight Powell in that, that situation. So I think, again, Dallas is really good at breaking that down. That would probably, even in a playoff series, like Luca and Kyrie would probably figure that out some to score good offense. And then the Wolves would need to have better offense to win the series. Um, But it's important that the Wolves get good at that, that they, they figure out the high wall with Cat or Nas at the four, whatever, just just more effective doing that, like they've shown they have been pre-Gobert, because it's not just Luka and Kyrie, right? You might need to put two on the ball on Booker. You might need to put two on the ball on Shea, Paul George, Kawhi, maybe even De'Aaron Fox. Like I'm going to be tracking that against some more of these potent scorer teams. Like, Does the Wolves' high wall get a little bit more sharp? like we have seen it be uh, in the past. And I think it's probably just a reps thing to, to Nas's point of like, all right, I got to think about this a little bit differently now that I'm guarding a wing rather than a five in, in ball screen, an aggressive ball screen action defense. Yeah. And I do remember from that year, like it was even then like the leap wings and guards kind of had their way with it. Like, like I think Booker picked it apart pretty well in like a game where Trey young one game. Yeah. 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 So like they're like the, the guards who are great scorers and decision makers, like Mm -hmm. they kind of had their way with it. So I think Luca, even back then, like I remember when the wolves would beat, uh, Dallas that year, it was like home games where like Dallas has missed, like break a ton of open threes, you know, sure. like, and they just didn't make any of those shots um, because Luca picked it apart and made, and his teammates really let him down in those games. So like, I think that's true. It's just hard to go to those looks when like, that's like, Luca's seen that look a million times. I think it, you can be as sharp right. as you can be. And like, they're going to get fair looks out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it to me, like it just the whole game, and Finch said this, like Ant kind of blew up some pick and rolls with his own physicality. Like he was really like locked in on like his individual matchup in that game. Like mm-hmm. to me at his best. And I don't mean this like in a disrespectful way to Jaden, but like at his best when he is super locked in on the ball, like, he is a better on ball defender than Jaden McDaniels in my mind because his it's, physicality, yeah, his physicality, physicality is different. it's just physicality bothers these players, most of these guys, they're probably some guys mm-hmm. that are just different, but like physicality bothers Brandon Ingram more than length. Like physicality yeah. bothers Luka Doncic more than length. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's even Kyrie more than length. Like they, they just seem to know how to like get around guys. But like when you get into them and they can't mm-hmm. get anywhere where they want to go, um, yeah. that seems to bother guys a lot more. I know it's different. Mm-hmm. I know like it's kind of apples and oranges, but I just, and maybe it just comes down to like physicality and he's able to do it a lot without following. Um, right. So I just think like, if I had to get a stop late in the game, like I would put Anton, whoever it was, because right. then they can't get where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And they're, used, think... they're used to hitting shots with a shit with a hand in their face. They're not used yeah. to like, I can't get to that one spot that I always hit my shots. Mm-hmm. At. That's the Ingram there. They're for sure. Like, I, I think Jaden, I'm maybe like Cole Anthony tonight. Like that. I think that's going to be hard for Cole Anthony because Jaden's got like 10 inches on him. Jalen Brunson, if he's, he's on him there too, but, th- but that's different than Kyrie. And then certainly size wise, that's different than than Luca. I, yeah, I, I I like that move. I like that move at the end of that game. And if the Wolves win that game, I said this with Chris. I was like, that's what we're talking about afterwards. A good adjustment by Finch and Ant and Jaden to be like, oh, we switched, we switched Ant onto Luca, Jaden uh, onto onto Kyrie there, and 
um, it it was it was effective. I think mostly it's it's nice to have three really good um, ball yeah. options. Yep. Jaden Ant and Nikhil and three guys who don't need to do it for the whole game because yep. Nikhil, you don't want to play for more than 24 minutes or whatever. Uh, Jaden can't play more than like 35 minutes due to foul trouble. And Ant can't play 48 minutes of, I mean, not even 24 minutes of like aggressive defense. There. So right. it's, it's good to, it's good to have numerous options there. And I want to give that credit for like, why this team is, you know, number one in defense or there's still been there too. It's, you know, Rudy, great defensive season. I think that's dropped a little bit recently, but that they're still over this past month, like fifth, I think in defense. Um, I would be so interested to see when you took out, I saw those numbers, the eight and six, everything. I mean, they're five and five in the games that everybody's played in, like, Mm -hmm. because Ant didn't play in the Pelicans loss. And then you take out the Halliburton game, the two non-Irving games. Like, you just see Dallas is way different when Kyrie Irving is out there when he's not. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to see what the numbers look like when you took those games out of the equation. But obviously, that's not really doable. Right. Um, I, we're going to talk about Orlando and Boston here quickly. Just one more quick break to say go to Falling Knife for the the Wolves-Celtics game uh, on Wednesday. I think that will be a, a fun one to, to, to watch with people. Hopefully the Wolves are playing other players and rested enough to, to be able to compete with the Celtics there. But uh, as part of the reason why I'm on this trip, I want to see that game uh, in person. I think if you are... You know, someone who's invested in this Wolves team this this year, like you got you got that Celtics matchup circled uh, on your calendar. And if you uh, want to go watch that with other Wolves fans, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people there uh, at at Falling Knife this week. Obviously, an option for for all Wolves games tonight. If you're listening to this um, before the Magic game starts, there'll there'll be people uh, there as well. That's Falling Knife Brewing Company in Northeast Minneapolis. Uh, all right, Chase. Let's uh, let's talk about those Orlando and uh, Boston matchups a little bit. I want to be the first to give Minnesota a pass if they lose by like twenty points in Boston. I would I would give them a pass. Okay. End of a yeah, road trip. Yeah. I understand. Like back to back, second half of back to back. Like I think that's why I think this Orlando game is huge because right. like if they somehow won in Boston, like wow, amazing. Um, sure. If, you know, especially like Tatum and everybody's playing. Um, I don't know. Tatum didn't play last night, did he? I don't know. Why was that? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I I, I just looked at the I, box score and he did not play. So I was like, I don't know if he just had like a maintenance day or whatever. But uh, yeah, well, that'd be that'd be great. And I mean, and that's kind of we're kind of in that point of the season here too, where it's like just check the Drew report, like right day right. of. Um, I know Orlando's had a lot of guys like in and out of the the lineup uh, recently and injured. And it's, 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 it's that, it's that time of year. It's, yep. it's maintenance time of year. And maybe it will be for the wolves at some point too. Maybe even that game will be a game where I know you're going like, I don't think not, so. Not, it's not it's right. Um, I, people, uh, I, I want to talk about the, the magic one a little bit. And even if you, if people are listening to this after the magic game, uh, still want to talk about it some. I don't know. Everyone, I'm sure, doesn't know this uh, about you, Jace, is you also cover high school sports um, in in Minnesota, and obviously have covered a lot of the the Jalen Suggs, the Trey Jones, and and those guys as as they kind of came up. I know we've talked about Suggs a lot over the the last three years, and I've always been like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I didn't know it's points there. I mean, yeah, like without the shot, I was like, what is the like? How how far can this go? Um, we were, we were it, texting about it. Like, I, I watched the last couple of games, man, and the 
he's developed a shot and a confidence in in his shot and that's that that opens up a whole new level for him and, and what he can be in the NBA. Yeah, he like I mean the biggest thing was like what is his what's this gonna be his calling card? Like as an yeah. NBA player to be like a starter level player because I wasn't sure he was gonna be a starter level player uh mm-hmm. for a while there. And then like defensively he's been so amazing. Uh just like so, just it's so, I mean it's just so fun to watch. Everybody is like this is an all NBA like defender. I mean it, mm-hmm. it really is like it is like in your grill defense for 48 minutes i mean really however is. long 38 when he's out on mm-hmm. the court like physicality because he's such a great athlete and he's so physical mm-hmm. like this was the wow. mr football winner his senior year of football like and it was playing you know like some defensive back and quarterback but and even like in high school like he was the best basketball player it wasn't always it wasn't just because like oh this is the most skilled dude like mm-hmm. uh, he certainly was that but like he just played a really physical brand of basketball back then uh but like he's cranking it up defensively to a level that really nobody plays at for the yeah. entire game like it's jared vanderbilt with a little more physical gifts and like wherewithal yeah. like it literally is like that like there's no wasted motions in it and whatnot uh loose policies all over the court and i don't know i think maybe like it, obviously he's worked on shooting shooting like over the summer and that's paid off he's shooting like 40 percent. but i also think when you like establish an identity and you know who you are on one end of the court it frees you up on the other end um, yeah he's just playing everything he's doing right now is super confident he literally is the reason though that it's a super young team you look at across the board it's like not a ton of great defenders here uh yeah. and they had the fourth best defense <laughs> like yeah. because that's how important point of attack defense is in the nba it really there's so much resistance watching them play like the, and it, and it, it starts with him and and like the other like not good defenders compete too yeah. that that's like Orlando is the that's a tone set too though like when I, yeah but that, that's what they not, do that's why know, Orlando's like, good this year is they right. they like it, it's 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 a bunch of guys who think they're a lot better than their perception and probably are yeah. maybe not a lot better but they're they're somewhat better than than what their their perception is. And and that makes for an interesting, like hard nose playing team that probably is uh, going to perform better in the regular season yeah. than they will uh, in the playoffs. It's that like classic kind of young team, and maybe would would need more before that. But I like those type of teams, and it's it's watching you know watching them uh, beat Denver and Atlanta these last two games. I'm like, it's just it's becoming one of those teams where I'm like, oh, this is going to be like my fun watch. You know, like tuning into them. Uh, a, a little bit more kind of reminds me of like the the thunder in that that Chris Paul year or something like that just like an interesting coming of age team that's also already kind of good and I'm I'm curious to see how the the Wolves handle that there it's a game that they are going to have a a talent advantage in uh it, it really comes down to guarding Van Carroll I think and when we're talking about playoff matchups and when we've been talking about this team recently, I've had this thought of like, man, that big kind of playmaking for what's the Wolves answer for that. Julius Randle gave them problems. Uh, Zion Williamson did uh, a couple of games later. How, what do you think the, how do you think they will approach that? Because they guarded uh, Randle with Cap and Anderson, and then they guarded uh, Zion with Ant and Nas, which are like kind of similar players, but a completely different choice of how to do it. What? How do you think they'll they'll approach that matchup? I I am interested to see like he's physical, like Mankero is mm-hmm. physical, like but yeah. he's not quite as physical, I don't think, as Randall and Zion. So like I am mm-hmm. like, is this like the base? Is this the 
can Jaden guard him? Like, mm. is, is can he be the most physical guy that Jaden can guard? Because I do think like Jaden's length would bother Bancaro a little bit. Yeah. Um, but so I, I think that would be worth a shot. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's even how they started it. But mm. because like guard wise, I'm not I'm really thinking about that. Maybe he goes on Franz, Jaden, but like I don't I don't know. Yeah, uh, Franz, I don't think Franz is playing. He's been out with the ankle injury. I don't know what the there you update go. is uh, for today. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jaden's on Bancaro to mm. start the game. I, I just think maybe that that is like the peak of like, okay, this guy's physical, but not too physical for Jaden. Yeah, no, and and that that was the that was the question and the answer that Finch and the coaching staff came to. Julius Randle too physical, just you know, weighs 50, 60 pounds more than Jaden mm-hmm. or something like that, and Zion too. So they moved away from it. You're right to say that maybe Bancaro is more in uh, the the Jaden range. I yeah I, I was I guess I was more thinking about it as the Nas and Ant one. Yeah, I would agree uh, with that. If you're going, if you're going with, with yeah, if you're not going with Jaden, it's it's that one. I mean, I just I don't think I don't I think we have come to like Cat against fives in the Rudy lurking lineup. Like that is the Wolves. I was wrong about it. The Wolves' best matchup against Denver and Jokic is that, right? Put Cat on Jokic, have have Rudy Lurk. I don't think against these fours that it is the right thing to put Carl on them. And to that end, I think then it becomes Ant uh, probably in that matchup or 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 Jaden. I'll, I'll be curious to to see how how they uh, approach that. I'd also just like one game to see Rudy take that. Like Randall or Zion or whatever that might I I get you don't want to give Zion like the run up and anything, but it'd be cool to see a game where Rudy guards one of those guys one on one the whole time. Just so like as a evidence point or or something there uh there too. But th- those one are just a type well, of matchups. Yeah, you might as well try it at some point, right? Exactly. That that's 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 mostly uh what I'm what I'm thinking there. And then any uh just final Boston thoughts in that matchup. All the things you said right off the top, like you're not expecting much given it's the end of a road trip and and all of that. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, it was a great match the last time these two teams played. Obviously, um, they both have defensive identities. It was, it's been great uh, when they play. And frankly, mm-hmm. even like last year, they played that great game at Target Center too. Um, yeah. I just think it's one of those times where like the NBA schedule gets in the way of like what could be a great matchup. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Wolves will play their guys, uh, but I think it looked like when they played in Phoenix. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I get that that thought process. I'm just I'm going to look at Ant. It's going to be like first six minutes of that game. Where's Ant from? If they lose tonight, level? it's more likely that they play better tomorrow. I think. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. I just you could see in the Phoenix game coming off of a back to back from from Golden State, like. Right away, Ant didn't have that juice. It looked like Ant on a back-to-back his his rookie year where he just didn't have his conditioning there yet. Uh, I, I'd love to see Ant be like, okay, yeah, it's a back-to-back, whatever. We're playing the Celtics, we're playing Jason Tatum and those guys, and he has the mentality he had in that other Boston matchup. And if he does have that, if he can turn the key to that, then the Wolves are in that matchup. I I, I think they're in that game, and it, but without it, which sounds like more like what you're betting on uh, being the case, then it's it's not surprising if it's a 15, 20, 25 point uh, loss there. But it's against a high talent team, and Boston is up there as much as anyone else says. 
the Wolves' top-end talent, Ant and Cat. You know, and, and Cat stunk in the last Boston game. Maybe you get more out of Cat uh, in, in that matchup, too. And he recognizes the moment uh, some there as well. I don't know. I, I think everybody's going to chalk that up as a 20-point loss. I, I'm leaving room for that to maybe be close and kind of like the Dallas game, maybe falling sh- falling short at the end and losing by four or five or, or something like that. Curious to see. I appreciate you going. I'm traveling to this game. I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I appreciate that. Your mindset. There. Yeah, and then I'm going to get the notification. It's like, all right, Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert are resting and all, Jason Tatum's not There's playing. not happening. Sort of There's right, no way a... that would happen with the Wolves. <laughs> that would literally it's go against everything they ever say. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 yeah. you know, that's true. But it could be like a little, I don't know. You're right. I, I have pretty much let go of the idea that the Wolves are going to, to rest at all and that's just, I guess that's just part of their uh, identity this season. Either way, this is going to be two two fun games uh, in the next 48 hours. The Orlando game tonight, and uh, Britt and I will record after the Orlando game. Britt's actually coming out to Orlando, or is out in Orlando here as well for that one. Uh, and then I will be in Boston as well, and we will talk after that one. Jace, appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Fun as uh, you you can read, uh, Jace, I saw, I didn't read it yet, sorry. Um, you wrote about Jalen Suggs uh, for today and uh, kind of what, what he's doing this season. And uh, obviously you're following all of Jace's work at the, the Pioneer Press and you're following him on Twitter at Jace Frederick. Uh, until tomorrow morning uh, with Brett, he's Jace, I'm Dane. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stops, yeah Green and hot so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah